I know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. And like the man said, it is us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith, and he is out and about in the golf cave today. And we are going to talk about some stuff. You know, the difference, they say, between fairy tales in the north and fairy tales here in the south is fairy tales in the north start with the line, once upon a time. And fairy tales here yeah. in the south start with the line, y'all ain't going to believe this. <laughs> yeah. And y'all ain't going to believe this. Mark Hunter, intrepid producer of the radio show, and I were out playing golf the other day. We were on a par three, and he hit one of his textbook, oh, I'm about five yards short of the green shots. Yeah. He stepped right up. up the middle. Right up the middle. Yeah, but still five yards short of the green on a par three. He stepped up, and he looked at me, and he said, is this the way Jeff says to do it? And he took a practice swing, and I said, yeah, that looks about right. Stepped up to the ball, birdied the hole chipped it in <laughs> yeah how about that uh-huh how about that i'm surprised that i didn't get a facebook video out of that or something well you know had i had the slightest inkling that that might have happened <laughs> <laughs> i would have shot a video but who'd have thunk he would have could have done chipped something in, like huh? that chipped it in chipped it Five yards off the green and about 40 yards from the edge of the green to the hole. And it was a chariot run, and the greens were running at a 10.8. Nice. And it had about, well, maybe seven feet of right-to-left break. I mean, it was it was just a masterful thing. I saw it. It hit the green. It checked up a little bit, started to roll, and then it took the break. And it was like, oh, my God, that's going to go in. <laughs> And it did. <laughs> and it did. And it did. Oh, that is fantastic. And the operative... Well, I'm surprised that I didn't get a phone call, thank you card, send the flowers, or I didn't get I didn't get a check, that's for sure. Uh, your check is in the mail, I think. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> we're going to talk about that, about chipping and how yeah. important it is and how, I don't want to say easy, but if you do it right, it can be easy and you can get a lot closer and you're not going to chip up and then still have a 25-foot putt. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a whole lot of golf stuff for the next hour right here. So please hang out with us. We are those weekend golf guys. We are live in the Cut Golf Studios and we're coming right back. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. You watch golf on TV, you're going to see golf ball commercials, and you're going to see pros like Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, telling you you should buy the golf ball that they think is the absolute best. And I wonder, how much do they pay these guys? And then I realize, you know, the golf ball companies don't pay these guys. We do. Every time we pay $40, $45, $50 for a dozen golf balls that someone told us is the absolute best, a large chunk of that goes to these guys who are already millionaires. A top-of-the-line, tour-quality, four-piece, urethane-covered golf ball that's long off the tee and easy to control around the greens should cost you about 20 bucks for a dozen. And if you buy it from Cut Golf, that's exactly what it will cost. CutGolfCo.com. Use the coupon code weekend golf guys and it will cost you even less than 20 bucks i can get you two bucks off every dozen you buy the more you buy the more you save i just made that phrase up cutgolfco.com use the code weekend golf guys 
Hey, thanks for hanging. We are back again. You know, you can check us out anytime you want to at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. And we'd also like you to go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys, and uh, follow us and like us. The more friends we have, the happier we are. Uh, chipping. It is. I like chipping. I like chipping, man. And you are masterful at teaching people how to chip correctly. How to take all those things we've seen in the magazines and all those things we've seen on the TV lessons and say, you know, that's making it way too difficult. It shouldn't be that hard. You know, it shouldn't be that hard. You know, interestingly enough, this morning, as, as you know, I'm a, I'm a traditional teacher in terms of I do things uh, in person. Right. But I'm also a little bit of an untraditional teacher. You know, as, as many people send me videos of them. And I, and I help them with their golf game and I do it online. You know, I take their videos. I, I do some analysis. I talk to them a little bit, but I also do some live remote lessons. And this morning I had a chipping lesson that I was here in Indiana and he was in Hilton Head, South Carolina on the shipyard golf course practice area. Ooh. And we were talking chipping and pitching. Mm-hmm. And he had his tripod set up with his cell phone, and I got to see exactly what he was doing. He had his little Bluetooth headset in, and so he could hear me, and I could see everything, and we had a nice conversation, and it lasted 30 minutes. And let me tell you, not only were we greenside chipping, but we also did some pitching. I had this guy who was chunking it, sticking the leading edge into the ground on half of them, and sculling the other half. Not only did he chip three balls in in the practice session, but he understood what was going on, and not one time did he stick a club into the ground or skull another one after we talked a little bit of technique, and I cleared out some garbage out of his brain. (laughs) Now, here's where he started. Okay. He said, I've read everything I can read. I've seen everything I can see. And the best thing I think for me is understanding where I have to stop my hands, arms, and clubs on the way back and then go down to that. So he would go to this o'clock position, right? He, mm-hmm. On a small one, he would stop at 7.30 on the way back. And his arms would go swing back to that point, And then he would stop them and then go forward. And then he was thinking in his head that was a beautiful thing for him to do. But, but yet d- he couldn't perform it. Yeah, it didn't work. And he was sticking it in the ground. Yeah. And then he would go, okay, 7.30 on a chip and 9, nine o'clock on a half pitch and 10 o'clock on a, on a bigger pitch and all that. I'm like, his ball was back of center. He was trying to hang on to the handle, meaning hold on to it really firmly. Mm-hmm. He had his ball so far back that when he did this, on his 7.30 move, you know, when he tried to chip it, right? like his hands and arms were moving like six inches uh-huh. back and forth, like a little popping kind of a thing. Yeah. So I took away a golf ball and I said, all right, so put your hands on the club. For that moment, I left his hands alone, and it would swing it back and forth, and I said, just brush the ground, where the club just skims the turf, and it never digs out any dirt, ever. It just skims the turf where the bottom of the club, the sole plate of the club, touches the ground. I said, you tell me where that happens all the time. You know, he stood there, and he was in perfect balance. He just stood there, and every time it happened, it was in the middle, underneath his sternum. And then I said, all right, tell you what we're going to do. You keep your feet standing there close together. I want you to do that with a ball there. He said, well, that's kind of weird. I'm like, yeah, try it. See what happens. 
And all of a sudden, a clean, crisp shot gets struck. Ball pops up into the air, trickles onto the green, four feet from the cup. Mm -hmm. I said, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Next thing you know, he's got 10 balls, three of them went in. Ball position was placed right at the bottom of that arc, Mm -hmm. which means the leading edge was not driving down into the turf. It was the bottom of the club, the sole plate, the bounce of the club was scuffing the turf and he did not gouge, he did not skull, he did not top, he did not thin, he did not chunk any. They were all clean and crisp. And what he did was understand that is just, I didn't even talk to him about anything else in technique. I just taught him about the low point of his golf swing at that point. The low point, the, the spot where it is absolutely the lowest and isn't going to go any lower. And then it's higher behind it and higher in front of it. Mm-hmm. I said, why don't we put the bottom of the golf ball right there? And it, it just triggered in his brain that that was it. And then he hit clean shots. Three of ten go in. Yeah. Now, the simple part about that, John, is that the ball doesn't know the technique you're trying to use. <laughs> doesn't know what's going on in your head. It just knows the club and how the club was delivered into it. So all I got him to do was that. And then I got him to hit some pitch shots, and I did the same thing. So now we're just going to make bigger versions of that. And all of a sudden, his brain switched completely from all those o'clock positions that he had to stop his arms at that he couldn't do because mm-hmm. he would just get real jerky and you know stop it here, get rigid and jerky, and jerk it back down and chunk it in the ground and all that. Right. All that went away. Yeah. yeah. And what he realized that it was just clipping it off the turf. And then I had him hit 10-yard pitches, 15-yard pitches, 20-yard pitches that we'd go 5, 10, 15, and 20, and then 15 and 10 and 5, and, and up and down the, the distance ladder there, so to speak, right? Oh, okay. And he could do it. And he was amazed. And, and could- I was recording our thing because I, I do our sessions on a Zoom session. Right. And I recorded everything, including his reactions to how simple that was. And his happiness. And then he said, can, now, can we move over to the driving range? I said, yeah. But before we do that, I want you to move on to the, to the green itself. Now, this is not the putting green, but this is the chipping green, which there's a lot of balls on there. And, and I didn't want to do this on the putting green, but on the chipping green, it was okay. Mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean you're going to move on to the green? Like, I want you to actually stand on the turf. And I want you to clip a ball off that turf on that firm lie right there. Clip a ball off of there. And he did, and it made no mark. Yeah. <laughs> just a scuff. He did it again and again and again and again. And he just could not fathom for the life of him how ball position and understanding the low point could save his short game. And it was nothing more than a concept change. Yes, there was some technique that changed along with it, but I didn't create that technique change. I didn't tell him to do things differently. He did them on his own because his grip was actually pretty pretty good mm-hmm. uh, for what he was trying to do. But the low point, he understood low point, and next thing you know, he did it off of the chipping green and didn't make a mark. He had about three or four shots. Then we went out to the to the range, took his tripod out, went to the range, and I had him hit. So, you know, some eight irons, 
He said, what are we going to do here? And I said, I want you to hit some long pitch shots. So give me one where you think is like a three-quarter pitch shot. And he spread his feet a little bit, same ball position. And he flushed it. He looked at the camera and went, oh, my God, I haven't had a ball like that forever. <laughs> I said, how far did it go? He goes, what about 140 yards? This guy hits in his head. These are long pitch shots. You and I look at the video and go, that's a full swing. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm telling you is that that concept change from chipping to understanding the low point, to getting his club to clip the ball right there, just transformed his ball striking yeah. and his pitching. Yeah. Yep. And is chipping. Let's, and let's, I got it all recorded, and I'm going to put it out there on his uh, – I have this little cool electronic platform that I use called Iconic Golf. Uh -huh. And um, I'm going to put it out there in, in that lesson. But, you know, I might even share that on those Weekend Golf Guys Facebook page and say, hey, look, let's yeah. talk about this. But I'll get his permission to do that beforehand because – Okay, that would be great if we could do that. He stood there, and he was absolutely amazed. You know, one of the things that I think all of us feel the same way at like uh, – like this student of yours did is when we get close, you know, I was reading a thing today. Well, let's talk about a hundred yards and in specifically when we come right back, because it's time for us to, uh, to, to take a quick break. We are live at the cut golf studios. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang out with us. Cause we're coming back. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com. We are at WKND golf guys. That is it, WKND Golf Guys on Twitter. Follow us, we'd love it. I, I want to talk to you about golf balls, specifically cut golf balls. Now, cut is not a description of the ball. It's the name of the company, cutgolfco.com. That's cutgolfco.com. They say it's time to cut the crap. Their mission in life is to prove that you can pay less for quality golf balls. Whether you play every day, you play a couple times a month, doesn't matter. Cut Golf has a ball that's going to be absolutely perfect for you. And they want to bring golf back to the people. How about a tour quality golf ball for $19.95 a dozen? <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. Tour quality four-piece golf ball. It's going to go far. It's going to work well around the greens cutgolfco.com and get yourself a dozen fantastic tour quality golf balls for under 20 bucks cutgolfco.com if you're paying more well that's kind of stupid It's us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there. You right where you're at and hang with us because we're going to be around talking golf for quite a bit. Uh, every week we are here. If you ever miss a show live on the radio, you can always check us out, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Uh, we uh, archive everything there in the podcast version. Uh, Facebook.com slash golfguys is our Facebook page. Please go there and like us and follow us. And uh, you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at WKND Golf Guys. Okay, I feel much better now. Uh, chipping, pitching. Some of us don't understand the exact difference between there. Maybe we should uh, define the terms before we go any further. Jeff, what do you say? Sure. Chipping is a really short shot that is the ball doesn't have a lot of air time before it hits the green, and then it rolls out quite a bit. So I'm going to – sometimes it's called a bump and run, mm -hmm. as in it runs out. Right. You know, you bump the club into the ball and run it out. Sometimes it's called a chip shot. 
all right? But a pitch shot is one that is a, a short shot that has more air time before it lands on the green than it does ground time afterwards. So it's kind of like a toss where you're tossing it into the air and then it bounces and then rolls out a little bit. So that's the kind of differences in the, in the shot shapes that go along with those names. You know, so yeah. sometimes I call a chip shot, I call it a low forward. Uh-huh. And then the uh-huh. pitch shots, I call it a high soft. So it gives people pictures in their mind of what this is. You know, what's this shot going to look like? And sometimes even with the low forward, I talk to them like that's the action that my hands are going to take with the club to make the ball move that way. Okay. My hands are going to stay low. The club head's going to stay low and move forward. Yeah. And the and the, the high soft, sometimes I get the club stood up a little bit. On the way down, I come down softly and the ball goes up high and soft. So there's different ways that I've used those words in, in names of those shots. But common uh, names for those shots are chipping and pitching. Funny you should mention a toss. Yeah. A long time ago, I was told that when, you, you know, you were you – were, talking earlier about your student who was doing the clock positions with his hands for distance control supposedly i was told that if you want to get some idea of the the distance of the backswing uh one of the things you should do is in your head when you're lining up a pitch shot or a chip is to pretend you're throwing a ball underhanded yeah and get an idea of how you would throw that ball if you wanted it to get to the uh to the pin and you should emulate that distance that your arm goes back with the club. You subscribe to that? Yeah, I, I like that because it's a feel thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a thought thing. Right. It's not a, I'm in the middle of a motion and I'm trying to mentally stop. That's a physical thing is if I just toss the ball back and forth and without, a, without anything, if you and I are standing there and, and we just toss balls back and forth one to another, and then we moved closer or farther away during that process, we would get it right every time. Yeah. We would feel it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Feeling is, is what I call physical understanding. Okay. Your mind gets it, your body senses it, and you understand what's going on and you really get it overall because you're not thinking. So I call it physical understanding, okay. is feel. Okay. Yeah. Because right? everybody goes, well, you know, I don't know what I can feel and what I can't feel. And then I have them do things. And sometimes I'll stand there on the green with them and I'll pick up a golf ball and I'll like, here, toss me this. Toss this back and forth. What do we have? I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, you are. You're, if you just paid attention to what's going on, you got it in your hand. Your arm's swinging down and back so far and then it's swinging up and then you're releasing the, the ball and you're putting it in my hand wherever I go. I'm moving and you're tossing it to me and you're leading me and you know where I'm going to be. These are these things that we have and the general word is feel. Mm-hmm. But that tossing mentality is very good. And I, and I like that a lot because it works with everybody. Yeah. It works with women. It works with children. It works with old men. It works with young men. It works with every single group of people because everybody has picked something up and thrown it. <laughs> yes. Accurately. Okay. Accurately. That's and, that's and, the operative and, consideration there. And some are accurate and some are not, not quite so accurate. But when you practice throwing things and no one has to explain to you how to throw things, that's part of what we do when we're working with um, developing players in terms of working on the short games. It is one of the big drills that I get them. I have a bucket of balls. 
and I set it out and I spread out a bunch of balls all over the practice area. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, go pick up those golf balls and toss them into the bucket. Ah, okay. Well, what good is that going to do? You know what it does? It develops their feel. Mm-hmm. The same amount that they're swinging their arm back is what they do with their club. Right. And we develop feel. You know what else we do to develop feel? No. Pray tell. What else do we do to develop feel? We play catch. Okay. We also shoot baskets with a ball into the bucket. Mm -hmm. We toss it underhand. We toss it overhand. We shoot baskets. Why? Because it's all about feeling how hard to hit something, feeling how hard to throw something, feeling and understand, getting that physical understanding of how, how much effort you're giving. And yet, oddly enough, we don't have to talk about how far their arm goes back anymore. Then we put a club in their hand, and then we say, okay, we're going to chip it here. And then we give parameters of the chip shot. Just chip it between these two things, and you get points. Chip it outside of these two things, you give up points. So, John, why don't you think of this in terms of if you came up to practice with me and I said, John... You're going to chip this ball between these two spaces or you owe me a hot dog. And if you do chip it within these two places, I owe you a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, there's some true motivation Yeah. because you and I both know golf course hot dogs are worth the conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing better right? than a golf course hot dog. Right. So sometimes I might even up the ante on you, add a little pressure. Hey, John, I'm going to get this a little narrower, and if you chip it between these two things, I'll give you five bucks. And mm-hmm. if you don't chip it between these two things, you've got to get your mustache trimmed. <laughs> <laughs> now, all of a sudden, pressure. All of a sudden, I've got your attention. <laughs> right? Yep, gotcha. So we up the ante. And next thing you know, we we do these things and we develop players by developing their, their skills, mental, physical, and all that. And we do so much of it in the short game, in these chipping and pitching motions, because this is the area of the game where I see more players lose strokes because they can't handle the short stuff when they are playing for something they care about. Okay. Let's say, for example, you're playing against your usual buddies, and it's the 18th hole, and you're all square, and you don't want Mr. Yappy in your ear in the 19th hole. <laughs> you got that right, yeah. <laughs> right? You know Mr. Yappy. So, I do know Mr. Yappy, right? And so both of you are just off the green both of you have a relatively simple, non-complex pitch shot. Whoever makes the best pitch shot, pitch shot has the easier putt and less pressure on that, right? Right. So the, the pressure is really on the pitch shot mm-hmm. at that point. Right. So now you're playing for something you care about, and this is where the skill development that I've done by using all these toss shots and using this feel and learning how hard to do something, get the ball close to the hole and all that other stuff, right? Right. That's all that training. That's where it starts to show up. Yeah. And 
I would think, as you have just explained so so fantastically <laughs> and fundamentally, that you've got to understand that that pitching and chipping is a feel thing. It is there. There's no, uh, let's say, there's there's no formula for it. Uh, you can't do what your student earlier was trying to do. You can't say if you move your hands to uh, eight o'clock, your ball is going to go twenty yards or whatever. It's a total feel thing. You have to be able to uh, discern what the conditions are, and and actually the throwing thing because your brain is a marvelous instrument. And if you just pretend you're throwing a ball underhanded, you are going to get the movement that you need. And it is because the, like I said, the brain is going to do all those calculations, and it's going to be pretty damn accurate. So do it that it's way. It's really good, and it's a developed skill. Yeah, which yeah. means you got to do more of it. Yeah, I think it's, this is the time where we bring in the P word, is it not? It it is yeah. much like it is, and I and I liken this kind of thing to, I call it performance enhancing session. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like that usual P word <laughs> that you hate so much. Because we have but, been able to afford to avoid the word. Practice. Always I'll good. I'll bring it into basketball. Okay. And I won't just throw out the Allen Iverson video about practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's still one of the greatest videos I've ever watched, right? In terms of just flat-out humor. Uh-huh. But anyway, I talk about it in terms of if you're trying to be a terrific basketball player, you're going to shoot. And shoot, and shoot, and shoot, and shoot, and shoot, and shoot, and shoot. Right. For a long time. Zillions and zillions and zillions of shots from many different angles, many different distances. Right. Ultimate goal of every one of them, get it in the hole. Right. Just like golf. Just like golf. Get it in the hole. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, some chipping, some pitching, and maybe even throw in some sand shots just for good measure. Because it's all this stuff that's up close to the green, the stuff that's going to save you strokes, and the stuff that Jeff is so good at talking you into doing it better. And we're going to do some of that talking when we come right back. We are those Weekend Golf Guys. We are live in the Cut Golf Studios, and we will return. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golfguys couple of things you need to know about me. One is I'm frugal and I don't like to spend a lot of money on clothes for myself. The other thing is I play a lot of golf and I play a lot of golf in the South where it's very, very hot in the summertime and kind of hot in the fall and spring. But I got to tell you, someone turned me on to Tommy John underwear. And ever since I have worn my first pair of Tommy John underwear, I am no longer buying the cheap stuff. This is a promise to me. I will never spend another dime on cheap heat-trapping multi-pack underwear because I have found a better way to take care of my goods. Tommy John, there's no adjustment needed. And you know what I'm talking about, guys. That twisting, that, oh man, this doesn't feel right little dance you do to get comfortable. Tommy John men's and women's underwear has a no-wedgie guarantee. They're comfortable. Stay put waistbands. A range of fabrics that are luxuriously soft, feather-light, moisture-wicking, very important if you play a lot of golf in the South, breathable. 
and designed to move with you, not against you, and they guarantee it. If you do not love your first pair, not if you don't like it, if you don't love your first pair, you can get a full refund with their best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Even Golf Digest said Tommy John is the best underwear in golf for two years in a row. It's fantastic. So, before you spend another dime on that cheap, heat-trapping, multi-pack stuff that I used to buy, go to TommyJohn.com weekend and get 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash weekend. TommyJohn.com slash weekend. You'll thank me. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Go there anytime you miss uh, anything or you want to look something up or you can even check out $5 Golf Club. Jeff's got some uh, some training videos there that will help uh, help anything you may be struggling with from tee to green on the golf course. But the thing that most of us struggle with and the thing we've been talking about so far today is chipping and pitching. A lot of us get so frustrated or scared or we throw up our hands and say, I don't have a club for this when we get like 40 yards from the green. We don't know what to do. You know what? Here's something. I've lived in the South for a decade. And, you know, they don't get scared there. You know how you know it? How do you know they it? tell you. Okay. they tell you. They go, I ain't scared. I ain't scared. <laughs> I ain't scared. <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I ain't scared. I just don't like it. <laughs> well, the technique so, that, that you talked me into um, – and 40 yards is, is masterful because for some reason on a par five these days, now that I've moved up tees, I'm, I'm usually 40 yards or closer after my second shot on par fives. Oh, you should have seen the one I did par five, man. A seven iron. I was 150 yards from the green up for my second shot. And I put yeah. it, I put it like 12 feet from the pin. Man, I had, to go, I had to go over a tree and everything. I looked at Mark and I said, you think I can get over this tree? He said, yeah, probably. <laughs> Thank you for your confidence, man. <laughs> sure you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if yeah. you hit it right. <laughs> you do that. Yeah. But Hard enough, high enough, soon enough. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and also after last Sunday's show out at Chariot Run, I was in two sand traps. During the course two. of eighteen holes, not on only the same two. hole, only two, only and they were two. and they were both greenside bunkers, not fairway bunkers. Thank you very much. I hate those things. Um, were they fairway. greenside bunkers on the same hole or not? No, no, there were two oh, different holes. Yes, yes, two separate occasions. Okay, um, but again, hinged and thumped it right out onto the uh, putting surface, relatively close to the pin checking up and everything How about that? you know one thing i want to point out to you as, as we're talking here one of the things that jeff has not yet mentioned is technique is 98 percent of what you need to do but two percent is the ball you use or maybe even a larger percent of that you have to have a ball that's going to react well to your club you're going to have to have a ball that when you hit it correctly which you will do if you follow jeff's advice is going to spin correctly so it acts the way it's supposed to when it hits the the punting surface and you can get that you don't have to spend 50 bucks a dozen for because everyone's going oh man i can't afford those things cutgolfco.com where you want to go cut golf balls are fantastic uh the cut blue top of the line 
four-piece construction, urethane cover. This thing is long off the tee. It spins so nicely. You can control it so well around the green. And they set you back nineteen ninety-five a dozen. Yeah, you heard me right. Nineteen ninety-five a dozen. That's just too damn cheap. If you well, <laughs> you can pay more if you want to. It's like people who okay. complain that you know the tax rates are too low. You want to give the government more? Go ahead. You want to give cut golf more? You want to leave a tip for the guys? Go ahead. But if you yeah. go, if if you're of a person who wants to save money like a normal person, uh, then you just go to cutgolfco.com. Order the golf balls, and when you check out, use the code WEEKENDGOLFGUYS, and you're going to get an additional 10% off, so two bucks off every dozen, okay? CutGolfCo.com. And again, the uh, checkout code is WEEKENDGOLFGUYS, okay? Because it is important. Any of this stuff is is a, a moot point around the green if you're using, you know, a, a ball that's not going to react the way it should react when you hit it correctly. Because if you listen to this man, you are going to start hitting them correctly. And as uh, right. he pointed out earlier in the show, one of the biggest changes most of us have to make is ball position. You don't need to put it back in your stance. You don't need to move your left foot forward and do all this funky stuff and face away and open up the club face and all that kind of stuff. No. Just don't put, have to. Just put you know, the, there's a lot of technique out there that can make a golf ball do one thing or another. But the truth is, is that You've got to play the game in as risk-free manner as you can play based upon your ability. Right. Now, you know, there's tons of people out there saying, well, it's just a short shot. Come on, everybody ought to be able to do that. Yeah, but the truth is simple. If you don't do it very often so that you can't, you know, if you don't spend any time in, in, in performance enhancement sessions, <laughs> you're okay. not going to be able to pull off some of those crazy, crazy kind of shots, right? Right. And once you do start pulling them off in your performance-enhancing sessions, in your playing sessions, you no longer stand over the ball in fear and trepidation with the thought in your head, oh, I hope I can do this right, because you yeah. know you can do it right. That's right. And what, 100% of this game is 80% mental or whatever. I One think they say it's 90 Okay, whatever the numbers. Wouldn't surprise me if it was even more than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but once you have your confidence well, level down, you are going to hit many more shots correctly. And I tell you, there is nothing, no better feeling to an amateur golfer who hasn't broken 90 in forever to hit consecutive shots correctly back to back. You know, we hit good drives and yeah. then we shank the approach shot or we hit a great approach shot and then blow the putt or whatever. You string together a bunch of decent shots and walk off the first green or whatever green you're on with a par or better, and, man, you're smiling all the way. You still may shoot 90, but at least you have one hole that you can really, really hang your hat on. And knowing that if you just created more opportunities for more performance enhancing sessions. <laughs> Love that term, man. <laughs> Love that, don't you? That, you know, euphemism for what you don't want to say. That 80 that you have had as a goal for eons now is actually within arm's reach. Yeah, you're yeah. right. The concept sometimes, so, you know, here we are talking about this, you know, 100% of golf is 90% mental, right? Right. 
what are we talking about when we say that? How does that just not sound foolish, right? No, no, no. All we see is the physical part, right? Right. We watch golf. We're watching physical motion. How are you telling me? How can you possibly say that it's 90% mental? What in the world do you think creates motion and creates force? We can talk about it from the, the brain sending messages through our nervous system to our muscles to move our bodies. That's mental, right? It's in our head. That's right. It's our brain telling us something to do. Another part of the mental aspect of it is your concept of what it is you're trying to do. This would be your concept of technique. I think I'm supposed to put my hand on the club in a certain way, so I do. I think I'm supposed to move the club a certain way, so I do. I think I'm supposed to do something with my body, so I do. Right? That's a concept. Right. And that is mental. It's coming from our brain. And then there's the emotional part of us. How do we react? How do we control our emotions so that we're not angry or frustrated or upset or sad on the golf course because we let our emotions run away with it because we said my expectations are high not realizing that that our level of performance can't match that it's our our emotions that go crazy and yet that's another thing that we're talking about on the brain the mental aspect of it and then you just mentioned being able to string things together yeah. right yeah sure we're watching golf we're playing golf it's a physical thing that we're doing but the brain is controlling a hundred percent of it right yet we see it on television again and we go wait a minute i'm watching guys physically do stuff but it all came from our brains yep so i just wanted to let you know that in that concept that you had that people say well you know 100 percent of golf is 90 percent mental it sounds like a hokey thing to say until you break it out. And, and all of a sudden you go, wow, yeah, I am moving in a certain way, but I'm doing it because I'm trained to do it that way or I'm trying to do it that way. Both of those are mental events, right? Right. So we do that. You dip into putting. Think about three putting, standing over a putt. And going, uh, <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Exactly. Right? Yep. How hard do I hit this? What do I do with my hands? Oh, my gosh, is my putter face going to go? Am I aimed in the right spot? You know, all those things are going on inside of your head. None of that's physical. And yeah. yet all of that affects the putt, right? That's right. All of it affects the performance. While we're still talking about uh, chipping and pitching and stuff, let's just real quick put ourselves into a greenside bunker. Because that is something, I mean, I played golf with a guy a couple of weeks ago who uses a putter. He has not been able to ever get out of a sand trap with a, any sort of a wedge, you know, even an eight iron or anything. So he uses his putter and just hits the crap out of the ball and hopes to get it, you know, at least up into the grass somewhere. That's just giving up. And come on, we don't want to just give up. Real quick, man, the, the whole the whole thing that you do in the video that's available at $5golfclub.com three and a half minute long video and it has saved me innumerable strokes over this past year having watched it explain it real quick how to how to do it it's just it's phenomenal man in this shot i call this shot a hinge and thump this shot 
uses the wrists to stand the club up by cocking your wrists to get the club shaft vertical early in this small swing. And what it does is it gets the club up so quickly, then when you uncock your wrists on the way down, the club comes in from a steep angle of attack into the ball that it thumps the ground with the sole plate on it. And with that angle of attack coming in steeply, but you're still delivering a high lofted club, it pops the ball straight up into the air with a good bit of spin. Yep. This works beautifully when you place the ball forward of center in your swing by one golf ball to two golf balls, depending on the, the lie that you have. Yeah. And, and that's, what you, go on. It works. It works beautifully in bunkers. It does work beautifully See? in bunkers. And one of the things that I think has been such a disservice is I have seen, I have seen professional golfers, uh, you know, iconic professional golfers giving little tips uh, on TV and the one guy who who was telling us that uh, you set up uh, with the you know, the club in the middle and put the ball three inches forward, he went. Well, that sounds a little a little too much to me, because every time I did it like three inches forward, I'm I'm shooting sand up onto the green. The ball's not going anywhere. Uh, and, but the way you say it, the one to two balls, which would be yeah. about one to two inches or however, you know. Well, I I got news for you. Three. A ball is 1.62 inches, or 1.68 inches. Then okay. maybe it's it's the whole idea of of being able to judge distance. You know, yeah. two two things I have always said is one is I need to bring a ruler with me for these things. You know, put the ball three to four inches, and in, uh, in, you know, I need yeah. I need a rule, and then a protractor because when you read the cart rules, you know, it's 90 degrees. It's like oh. I think we got in trouble last time because we only did an 83.2 degree turn off the cart path and it was terrible. We're going to be back, wrap it up, check out what we have learned, <laughs> chipping and pitching. Uh, a few final words from the master, 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 Jeff Smith, uh, right here when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys live from the Cut Golf Studios. Don't you move. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com couple things you need to know about me. One is I'm frugal and I don't like to spend a lot of money on clothes for myself. The other thing is I play a lot of golf and I play a lot of golf in the south where it's very, very hot in the summertime and kind of hot in the fall and spring. But I got to tell you, someone turned me on to Tommy John underwear. And ever since I have worn my first pair of Tommy John underwear, I am no longer buying the cheap stuff. This is a promise to me. I will never spend another dime on cheap heat-trapping multi-pack underwear because I have found a better way to take care of my goods. Tommy John, there's no adjustment needed. And you know what I'm talking about, guys. That twisting, that, oh man, this doesn't feel right little dance you do to get comfortable. Tommy John men's and women's underwear has a no-wedgie guarantee. They're comfortable. Stay-put waistbands. A range of fabrics that are luxuriously soft, feather-light, moisture-wicking, very important if you play a lot of golf in the South, breathable. 
and designed to move with you, not against you, and they guarantee it. If you do not love your first pair, not if you don't like it, if you don't love your first pair, you can get a full refund with their best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Even Golf Digest said Tommy John is the best underwear in golf for two years in a row. It's fantastic. So, before you spend another dime on that cheap, heat-trapping, multi-pack stuff that I used to buy, go to TommyJohn.com weekend and get 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash weekend. TommyJohn.com slash weekend. You'll thank me. Back again one more time. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, collectively known as Those Weekend Golf Guys. Thanks for listening. ThoseWeekendGolfGuys.com. Always go there and uh, check out anything you may have missed live on the radio. Uh, Facebook.com. Follow us there if you would. Facebook.com slash golf guys. And uh, on Twitter, it is at WKND golf guys. Chipping, pitching, not as difficult as it looks. Ball position being, I'm just recapping what we've learned today here, Mr. Jeff. Uh, ball yep. position being the most important thing. Don't worry about this. Just put it where your club is going to come to the bottom of the swing arc and you'll yeah. be surprised how that ball is going to react when you hit it. Yeah, it really does a good job when you, when you match up bottom of the golf ball the landing spot and if you don't get it close enough where you're still going to be agonizing over a putt we've got a friend who's going to fix it for you that's right a uh, friend of the show we've had him on our show before and we'll probably have him on our show again his name is john dunnigan he is a philadelphia section teacher of the year a handful of times john's got a book out called a whole it an easy read everything makes sense i've seen a lot of the preliminary stuff in the book um, before it came out. I'm not going to act like I had anything to do with it. I'm telling you, he's just my friend and he's got this great book out and it's called Hole It. You can get it on amazon.com and you can find it on his own website, johndunnigan.com. It's a great thing. So good stuff there. Lots of good stuff. And if you subscribe to our newsletter, we'll have a little, uh, a little link where you can order it. Uh, there too so you don't have to write this stuff down if you don't have a pen in your hand or you're driving or whatever but john dunnigan is is his name the name of the book is whole it which makes perfect sense we'll get uh get john on help him um explain putting because that's that's the other most difficult thing that keeps most of us from breaking the number we want to break and that's what we're here for whatever your number is we want to help you get to it so listen intently. You have any questions? You can just ask us. Go to facebook.com slash golf guys and ask a question. Jeff will be more than happy to answer it, uh, both verbally and uh, maybe even do a little video for you or whatever. Okay. So check it out. Facebook.com slash golf guys. Remember to check out cutgolfco.com. 10% off any order you make. If you use the uh, code at checkout, weekend golf guys. And we will be right back here next week at the same time. In the interim, do a little uh, performance-enhancing routines as often as you can, and then go play some golf.